Thank you for tuning in to the Moving Water Alliance podcast. Moving Water Alliance is home to global river and beach cleanup organizations from around the world with a focus on water conservation, clean rivers and beaches, and plastic pollution prevention. I am Silvia Rodrigues, your host for today's episode and volunteer with the Planet Calls. Stay tuned and don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast. In this episode, we will explain how a zero-waste store works. To help us with that, we invited Hanna Hudlikova, who took over a small shop in Praga and with her partner started a zero-waste shop named Kohotek. Welcome to our show, Anna. We are thrilled that you could join us. Hello, everyone, and thank you for the invitation. Thank you, Anna. So you studied management of tourism and love traveling, and you told us that your zero-waste journey started in Indonesia. Yes, so um, I'm a huge lover of traveling and scuba diving, and Whenever I go, uh, I want the chance to go underwater as well. And about five years ago, I was traveling to Bali in Indonesia, which is a tropical paradise and a dream come true. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to see the manta rays. So we booked the diving trip of the coast. And I was really, really excited to see them. But... Once we jumped into the water, there were no manta rays or fish or marine life whatsoever. There was literally snowing from all the decomposed plastic bags. So we ended up filling our vests with the plastic parts so we could throw it away afterwards. And the next dive was even more horrific because we saw plastic chairs floating in the water, disposable cups, and again, more and more plastic bags. So ever since that experience, I noticed that the pollution is rapidly worsening all around the world. And I started to think what I can do differently in order to reduce the waste. So step by step, I started to transform my household towards more of the zero waste philosophy. Wow. So it started at your home and then you just opened a zero waste business. Yes, exactly. that's, that's, that's really nice. And thank you for that description. It means a lot to us at Moving Water Alliance. And you show us by your example that we can all make a difference. So how did you come up with the idea of opening a zero-waste shop? So in the beginning, there were only few shops where you could get the zero-waste products. So it basically came out of the urge to provide such service to people and for myself, of course. So it took a while, but finally the window of opportunity opened. And in August 2021, we took over a shop in Prague that was actually about to close. So and I was about to start my maternity leave and it all came nicely together and we opened our store wow okay so you basically had two ventures right the exactly. <laughs> the shop and the pregnancy um and uh, so which do you consider to be the um, the biggest challenges uh that you face with um how do you, how do you think that people can um, start uh, when they want to open their own eco-friendly business how can they rectify them 
the biggest challenges uh, as a zero waste and eco-friendly business uh, we are facing is the lack of awareness, information and probably care. So there is almost no education on how big of an issue plastic waste and carbon footprint is globally. So we need to educate both young and older people on how to use plastic. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a great material that we also use and reuse in our business and everyday life, but we need to be more mindful on how to use it and how often and for what purpose. And people should also care more about getting info on products they buy uh, and they should read the labels and countries of origin. So I would suggest do not push and force the people to go zero waste, but lead by example, share your stories, show them that there is another way how to behave and that we have our local products just as good as the ones that need to travel across the globe and therefore increase the carbon footprint. Anna, besides your physical shop, you also developed an online shop that, uh, for which we will leave uh, the link in our show notes. And you can also find Kahootek details at the Planet Calls uh, magazine February issue. And this is a quote from your online shop website. We deliver all products by weight in the packaging that we have available and have already been used, which means that neither we nor you generate any unnecessary waste. End of quote. That way, your customers make part of the process of your business waste reduction, right? So, um, Hannah, how does it work? How does uh, this choice impact the waste of your store and your customers? So, uh, we have a lot of packaging and a lot of bottles and containers already on hand because people are bringing their, so to say, waste or stuff or bottles that they are going to throw away Uh, they are bringing it back to our store. So we clean it, we disinfect it, and we use it again. So either if it's like an online order, uh, we refill the bottles that we have on hand, or if people come to our shop in person and they don't have any containers, we can provide them. And when they come back, they can reuse it again. So we are trying to minimize the waste in general at the beginning. All big bulk containers are taken back to the producers to be refilled again. So we are cooperating with a Czech company that takes actually all the waste that they ship to us and fills it again. So that reduces the waste completely. So it's kind of a life cycle and we are trying not to throw away anything. And that also uh, concerns the paper filling and the packages that the, the products are uh, shipped to us from the producers. And um, why do you sell by weight? In which way does your um, regular customer benefits with it? So firstly, we are preferring producers that either deliver the products without any packaging, such as soaps or shampoos, Good. or producers that deliver the products in big bulk canisters that they also take back. And once they are empty and uh, they refill them. So 
Also, selling by weight also reduces the price of the product because you don't need to pay for the packaging and for the marketing and design, which makes a big part of the final price of the product. So taking into account that uh, products we sell are made from non-toxic, mostly natural ingredients, our uh, price is close to what big producers are asking for similar products, but without the health risks. And all of the products on market are, of course, regulated, but many of big companies' uh, products are on the line with what is risky to your health. And you don't have to be worried about this when buying at our shop. We were lucky that we took over a shop that has been already running. So there was a stable um, customer base mm -hmm. and they knew what they are getting into. So um, that, was, that was easier for us because people were adjusted to bringing their own containers and refilling them. And if somebody comes um, like a new customer uh, to our shop, um, I'm there so I can explain how it works. Because at first people th think, oh my God, this is some crazy forest woman and she's not using any plastic. <laughs> but that's not true, right? Yes. <laughs> it's like in the beginning, uh, people are very doubtful. But if you explain the process, then usually they say, oh my God, that's genius. I didn't even know that these shops exist. So they are very happy that they actually found something like this. Okay, Anna. So we see that consumers of today are um, getting increasingly environmentally conscious. One major problem is that not everyone is aware enough to be able to distinguish ingredients in products uh, to see what is eco-friendly and what is not. This allows big, fast-moving consumer goods brands to do greenwashing and uh, harms the goodwill of consumers in the moment of buying eco-friendly products. How do you think consumers can get past this? Well, it all comes back to my first point, awareness, information and care. So we need to get people educated. And this is something that small businesses like ours, the active eco movements or podcasts such as yours, can do only to an extent of amount. So in big picture, we need to help from the governments and teach our younglings about these kind of things. But I don't want to get political. So uh, I know that for this generation, it is very difficult and time consuming to distinguish the good and the bad ingredients in the cosmetic and household products. And not everyone is a chemist and not everyone wants to spend their time to read through every label. It is very, very time consuming and people uh, rush into everything. But... I was thinking about it too when I started my journey. So I have some simple advice for checking whether it is safe to use or not the product you want to buy. So number one, visit the stores where you trust the staff to help you navigate through the vast jungle of choices and products because they know better and they should read all the labels and be prepared for all your questions. Mm -hmm. Number two, Usually, the less is the better. 
So if your product has the uh, ingredients list, which consists only from few ingredients, it is easier, first of all, it is easier to check it if it's okay or not. And most of the times, uh, from my experience, it is better also component-wise. So, and also mind you that the ingredients that are listed are in descending order based on the percentage contained in the product. So if some product, for example, states that it has aloe vera and it's healthier and safer, and then it's listed at the end of the list, then it's for sure not helping because this is the last ingredient and it is only in a small percentage of the product. Number three, try to avoid mineral oils. They are made from crude oil and are cheap filling for the companies to put in the products. And the most famous, I'd say, is paraffinum liquidum. So if you see paraffinum liquidum in the ingredients list, run away because you for sure don't want to put or smear on your body crude oil product, right? So this is like very important. And number four, the last rule, Usually, if your cosmetic products contains water, which is in the ingredients list uh, as aqua, it usually means it also has to contain conservants because water goes bad quite quickly. And it needs conservants to you know, maintain um, the product uh, uh, before the expiry date. And that should be a red flag to you. And you should read the label carefully because conservants such as parabens uh, are known to be harmful to your uh, health uh, and they may uh, develop cancer, for example, in your body. So yeah. aqua, be careful. So these, if you follow these four rules for starters, it's not time consuming and you can check it quite quickly and it will help you navigate at least a little bit. Okay, that's, that's interesting. Um, and I know you just said that you don't want to um, get political, <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, in addition, what steps must governments around the world would take to prevent this? What do you think it would be urgent uh, for governments to, to regulate? Yeah, so I don't want to get political, but it's usually... In the, in the end, everything goes back to the politics and the yeah. government. Yes. And these institutions are the biggest game changer in this matter. So apart from educating our children, which is also a very important step, uh, but also a process which takes a long to see any results, uh, there, there are steps they can do immediately. So, but they are small. It, but it doesn't matter, you know, small steps are better than no steps. And they can start with banning the unnecessary stuff, such as plastic bags. And they did it already, for example, in Kenya and Tanzania, they have banned disposable plastic bags. And you can see the results immediately on the beaches and in the water. And it's definitely better uh, compared to other countries in Africa. And... Mm -hmm. You know, governments are the only ones who have any power against big companies, you know, to reduce yeah. their waste and aim their production towards more eco-friendly procedures and should be pushing them in this direction. 
But lastly, you know, this is like the political side. But yeah. I think the change also must come from people themselves. Well, common people as us uh, and scientists as well are the first to point out problems the earth is facing. And, you know, people themselves, not the governments, started to clean beaches and oceans. Only then the government acted on it after the people, you know, came together and did something. So it's important to get vocal and share everything that's happening to nature with others and ask questions to the governments and to the big companies and authorities. So then when the political parties see how many people want the change, they will take the action. And also the basic law of economics is where there is no demand, there is no supply. If people don't want those products, they will not be produced. And this is something we need to take into account. So the change needs to come from us as well as the government. So it has to be two-sided. Yes, yes. But well, basically, the, it, means to, it needs to be in the government's agenda um, mm -hmm. because if it's not, it's particularly difficult to have um, the consumer's confidence, right? Anna, I'm curious and probably... Uh, our listeners are curious too. Can you explain us the name of your business, Kahootek, please? And what, how it wraps up with a zero waste um, movement? So um, it's actually uh, the word Kahootek is a Czech wordplay and it means two different things. So first of all, Kahootek means a small rooster. So this is in our logo and branding. It's a small rooster animal. But also Kohotek in the Czech language means the tap. So if you have water from the tap, this is also called Kohotek. So this is a wordplay where we actually offer the people not products in packaging, but products from the tap. So this is like a really funny uh, thing in the Czech Republic. I know it doesn't translate that much in English, but for the people, for the Czech people that come in, it's quite funny, I'd say. So, Hannah, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for inviting me. It was my pleasure and I hope this will get to more and more people and they will be more and more aware of these possibilities that we have here. Thanks. It was um, very nice to have you with us. Thank you for listening to the Water Alliance podcast. If you like hearing about environment and beach and river cleanups around the world, please do subscribe and share the Moving Water Alliance podcast. Thank you for listening. We will be back with you soon. <music>